Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. I was like, oh, it's just me. This is this. I'm not used to this solar show. Let's we're all back. Surprise, we're here. <laughs> What's going on, Philly? Back Whoa. for another edition. What's going on? I die 99. Hello, I'm Michael. Hello. Hello. What up? What up, Chris? Oh man, it's good to be back, man. Oh. man yeah, Mike, 0 and 4. Enjoy those 12 quarterbacks you drafted. They're helping you. <laughs> They're helping you. Oh, listen, trash. Oh, listen, we got. Uh, we, we're we're going to have some some special fantasy football guests on around nine oh five. They're going to hop in. Oh, nice. We got the dudes from uh, the guys from Losing Sucks. Yeah. So, uh, it does. Oh, suck. Wait, Mike. Mike had to correct you. He's oh, oh let's see. sorry, Mike. I was oh, giving you a little more credit, but a little more credit. <laughs> It's hard out there. It's hard out there for for Mike, but that's okay. It's hard out but guess what? It's not. Guess what? It's not hard out there for the Eagles whooping the Commanders. Carson Wentz, welcome home. Enjoy those what nine sacks? Nine sacks. Listen the the whole the whole time that I was watching that game, I was thinking about our very first drunk on bro the Bro Street Line call. About the Carson Wentz revenge tour. Yeah, that guy's a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> I was just watching the whole time, and I'm listening to it going, yeah, no, I just don't get it. Nope. Yeah, and it was funny because watching watching the game, you're like, oh, yeah, I really don't get the whole revenge tour. But that guy was wrong. I love the fact going into, what, halfway through the third quarter, they had negative four passing yards. I saw that. 
I was like, that's the Carson I know, a.k.a. hold on to the ball way too way long. Too I, think long. He, I think he fumbled three times. Yeah, I was like, this is the guy. This is the Carson that I love because yeah. it's so great watching him do this for another team because it, it's great. He played Detroit, and you thought that he was actually something, but you realize it's just garbage time. And especially even in the first game, I forget who they played. It's like, oh, Carson Wentz looks great. Yeah, when they're playing from behind. It's right. absolutely hilarious because it's all garbage time stats. Same thing what he did to the Eagles, all garbage time. If you watch that game and you say, hey, Carson Wentz is a competent quarterback, you you need to get your eyes checked, get some LASIK, and we'll start a GoFundMe for you because you probably need to be committed. You just – he's so bad. He is. He's just – he clearly, you know, it's like Groundhog Day. You know, since you know those last those la- the last year of Philly, then he went to Indy. He just he just holds the ball too long. I don't really know what he's looking for. Or he's waiting waiting to happen. Um, and then yeah, you just breathe on him. He's just like he has the one of the worst cases of fumbleitis that I know in the NFL. He loves to fumble that football, man. He loves to put it on the ground. It's just, it's his favorite thing to do. But our boy, Jalen Hurts, erupted, erupted 300 yards passing at the half. And then, obviously, they took their foot off the gas pedal because they knew Washington wasn't going to be able to move the ball. But Jalen Hurts threw some of the prettiest passes I've seen for his young career in that game on Sunday. And even the two bombs that he overshot, he overshot, which I was extremely excited to see. Yes. Because everybody, including myself, saying he doesn't have the arm strength, the arm talent, you it was on full display. If A.J. Brown didn't give up toward the end of that route and just looked over his right shoulder, he right. could have had that catch. He could have had a touchdown. But oh, true. He looked a little. He looked a little tired. So I'll give him that. But Jalen Hurts shown me enough on in that game Sunday to say I'm confident with this guy going forward because everybody was worried. Oh crap! He's not going to get through his reads. He's not going to get through his progressions. He's just right. going to target AJ Brown when Devontae Smith in the past two weeks is actually leading the Eagles in targets. It's wild, right? Yeah. It just I shows just, you how complete his first game. Yeah, after his first game was a dud. First game. Yeah, everybody was panicking. Yeah, it was just a matter. You knew it was just a matter of time. And then the Smith is too good. Brown is too good. Goddard is too good. You can't. It's just a matter of you know, what's the flavor of the day, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was De- Devonta Smith coming up with catch after catch, highlight reel after highlight reel. You know, making catches, single covered, double covered. I mean, even that ball that he caught across, you know, along the sideline, which probably wasn't really a catch. Yeah. Just the fact that he was able to track the ball and bring it in, and and you know, right along the sideline like that was was incredible. You know, it's it's yeah. such a breath of fresh air to see, you know, guys like Brown and guys like Smith and even Watkins. Go get the ball and 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 actually catch it and, and bring it in and show off you know their uh, their their top top flight talent. So that catch and throw for the touchdown to end the half was disrespectful. 
Like, <laughs> that was an absolutely disrespectful catch out of Devonta Smith. He was like, nah, dude, this is mine. Peace, touchdown. Just well, over the guy. I was like, and talk about talk about the field the field awareness of oh yeah being able to have to call that play on the fly knowing you got no timeouts left knowing that you're going to be able to call a play that essentially with, with, with the way they described it wasn't in the script at all that and then he just goes up and just bodies him after bodying the guy on the you know what was you know a couple plays before to get them down at the goal line yeah like that drive that drive to me was probably the most impressive, I think, drive that I've seen from him being able to navigate the field all, all up. In, I mean, if you remember, they, they started that drive, I think, inside their five. Yeah. Right. And they're able to traverse the entire length of the field, run that, that two minute drill and be able to get, you know, get those points at the end of the half where you really essentially salt the game away and put yourself in a position going into the second half where you don't have to put any of your plays on display, right? You, you don't have to, you, you don't have to put anything new from the playbook in on tape to be able to, to win that game. You can solve that game away. I, I would, I, I want to see the, the running game evolve a little bit more. Yeah. But you see the, what, what adding that elite talent does in terms of what the product, the end product is on the field. Yeah. I, I do think the rushing game is lacking. I want to see Miles Sanders be more involved. I, I just want, I just know he has the potential to do it. And obviously we all know staying healthy is his main issue, but he's looked good running the ball. I just think they were having so much success through the air. I mean, he's got 300 yards passing through the first half. They're just kind of like, okay, we're just going to throw in these guys all day because obviously they, they can't stop any of our wide receivers. Right. Uh, everybody had high hopes for Washington's defense thinking they were actually going to be something. No chase young. They weren't getting, they weren't getting pressure. Their corners and their safeties played absolutely terrible. They were just getting abused all game. I mean, what else? There's not really much that I saw from Washington over the past three weeks anyway, that made me think that I would be afraid of them or they would be a contender in the NFCs because I just don't think they're complete. And then if you shift gears to Monday night's game where it was the Giants and Dallas, that game didn't show me anything from these two. And I don't give a fuck if people say, well, Dak's hurt, well, Dak's hurt. Cooper Rush has looked better than Dak mm-hmm. so far this year. Like he looks competent. He's making, he's making throws. But that team doesn't scare me. You know, Trayvon Diggs still boom or bust. Like that guy never learned. He's going to get torched by either wide receiver that we have. Jalen Hurts has like – he's the only passer, I think, in the NFL with like zero – like I forget, like zero turnover plays, like zero with a zero percentage turnover play gotcha. because the one, yeah. the, one, the one turnover wasn't his fault, right? It threw – he hit it off Gamewell's hands. But it's not like he's making bad passes. It's, he's hold, He holds on to the ball. It's just it's everything that you wanted to see is it's coming together and it's promising. It's weird right now in the NFL because the Eagles have been cooking for three weeks, right? A lot of teams are looking stagnant because whether it be new coaches, right? Denver looks atrocious because in the thing seems like he seems like Russell a Wilson. Russell Wilson looks terrible. Is it because these guys didn't play in the preseason? Is it the nobody's tackling now? 
in practice, that these teams are not going to come alive until, hey, week six or seven. Now you look at how advanced the Eagles offense has looked up in three weeks. If they're just now starting to fire on all cylinders, they are going to be deadly by week yeah. nine. Like they yeah. should be nine and zero oh going into week 10 and winning three more games to lock up the NFC East. Like that's what I'm looking at right now because I see all these teams struggle. Look at all these teams that were supposed to be great. Look at the Rams offense struggling. 49ers are fucking atrocious. Jimmy G is terrible. Jimmy G steps out of bounds for a safety, pulls the Orlovsky. Thank God he did because that pass was a pick six. Yeah. That's how terrible that guy is. Yeah. You're right. Then you look at Minnesota. Minnesota's nothing to brag about. And then yeah, who else I mean, is there in the, in the NFC? Tom Brady, old ass Tom Brady. They're not looking like they can get it done. Yeah, I mean, like, and you know, Green Bay is another team to talk about, but their their wide receiver group is really young, right? I love the fact that the DBs have shut down in two consecutive weeks and basically made the other team's best players basically irrelevant. Yeah. Right. In two straight in two consecutive weeks, you shut down Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Cook. And then this week you shut down Scary Terry. You shut down uh Dotson. You shut like Gibson. Gibson, Samuel. Like that's a yeah. tough that's those are tough wide receivers. Right. And J- like so Slay and James Bradbury, right? The back end of that defense where we thought that that might be the weakest link. Yeah. That turns out to be probably one of their strongest position groups. Um, and Avante Maddox is making plays. Dude, how about that tackle he made on uh, Logan Thomas at the yeah. goal? Mm-hmm. Five, was he 5'9", 185 all yeah. wet? Yeah. And uh, Thomas is like, what, 6'6", like, six, six, like yeah, six, six, 250? Two, yeah, 240, two jacked. And Maddox stopped him just like dead in his track. Yep. Like Maddox is playing out of his mind. You see the confidence it's radiating off the players. And I think it's just, they are becoming more as one and becoming a, a unit. And it's something that you wanted to see this team to be able to do. I still don't think Gannon is a good defensive coordinator, but you can't fault, you know, the guy for having all this talent because this talent is actually performing. Yes. James Bradbury, if they don't sign James Bradbury to an extension in like two weeks, I'm going to be worried because I want him back. I want Gardner Johnson back. I want Max back. Like I want to see these guys until they're 45 years old because it's reminding me of the Leo Shepard, Sheldon Brown, like esque. You want to keep that. You want to keep that group connected. You better do it. You better do it. Before he had to pay yeah. Jalen Hurts look, look, where that, look, look, look where that pick is, right? That pick is what, six right now? Yeah, that's going to be a top five pick. So it's it's seven top. right now, right? Is it seven? It's I six. think it's, it's like seven. As we, as we stand right now, I think it's seven. It's going to be a top five pick, boys. Like, that uh, is going to be insane. We are going to get one hell of a fucking pass rusher or corner. Like, we might actually get another lockdown corner. We might get – a top five pass rusher. I would get, I would go. Yeah. I would go. If there's a stud, the end. Yeah. You're taking him. I, you are because, you know, I mean, you give sweat all that money. You have a son Reddick. I mean, I don't know. BG. I mean, BG wants to retire an Eagle, but yeah. well, I don't know how it's going to work out. 
Could be after this year. That's fine. Could be. After I mean, what other what other position would you put, would you put a? I mean, safety is a, a position that you might safety. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think in the in the top half of that defense, like in the top half of that draft, right? The who's the kid that everybody's talking about from Alabama? Robinson. What the, what was it? I don't know. He's a defensive end. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but, I mean, the 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 comp at this point is like Parsons, right? So if you can get a guy like that, you know, at this point. You know, you can stick him in the middle of your defense and kind of call it a day, and he can just go wreck shop. I mean, and the other thing, though, is like Nicobe Dean can't even get on the field at this point. Yeah, which is right? crazy. Which is crazy, right? It's right. crazy, but that's a good problem to have. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's great a good problem, problem to have. You know, TJ right? Edwards looks like uh, yeah, he's playing so well. Kaiser White's so well. flying around. Yeah, he, he runs. He runs like a running. He gets. He moves across the field like a running back. Yeah. These are all guys I want to see together. Like I want to see these guys stay together and just dominate. Cause what I've seen so far has just been great. And I know we got, we have probably our toughest matchup of the week or of the season so far coming up in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, they're two and one. They've been playing well, Doug. It's so playing really well. It's so crazy in the NFL, right? When you have a coach, when you have a good coach who's not demanding shit from you or being a dickhead like Urban Meyer or Joe Judge, these guys respond in a positive way and their talent takes over. Doug Peterson's letting these guys play. Right. James fucking Robinson tears his ACL in week 17 last year, and he's the second best running back in the league right now. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Wow. Like these guys are motivated. They, they want to play for Doug. I'm happy Doug got a job where there's like literally no stress. Right. Um, Cause you're just in Jacksonville and you're, you're doing what you got to do. Christian Kirk looks great. Tre- Trevor Lawrence looks like he could actually play in the NFL, which was crazy. Cause last year I'm like, I don't, this kid had like 13 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. I'm like, I don't think this kid can play in the NFL. <laughs> I'm like, this, this dude looks terrible, but right. Doug's got him going through his progressions He's got wide receivers that are just patchworked and Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Marvin Jones. And it's just like, none of these guys are freaking great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they're playing well as a unit. When you have zero expectations on you, I think it's easier for you to be able to play well. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, you know, and to go back to, you know, you know, 
and to talk about some of our like our our predictions for that game, right? You know, I I thought I was being hopefully optimistic and saying four sat four plus sacks, yeah, right, and they end up obliterating that number, right, and get nine, and you know you see Brandon Graham who is a guy who ends up getting two and a half sacks, yeah, you know Dallas Goddard is a guy who, you know, the, the play that he makes on the, on the screen pass to go in for the touchdown, you know, you see Devonte Smith, you know, get oh, wow. anywhere he wanted to on the field. AJ Brown is catching passes and extending drives. The thing that I love is that it's, it's not just one guy. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's different guys on different drives. It's different guys in different games. You know, how about our backup tight end? Not stole oh. the other guy. What that can be wrong? Calcantara. Calcantara, yeah. yeah. His first game. catch was yeah. what? 30, 30 yards. Yeah. He's running down the sideline. Like, I'm like, Dallas Goddard, go. And they're like, it's not Dallas Goddard. I'm like, oh, shit, it's not Dallas Goddard. <laughs> Who is that guy? <laughs> right. And BG ends up getting defensive yeah. player of the week. Yeah. Right. The second week in a row that it's a uh, that it's an eagle that gets defensive player of the week. They're just, I mean, they're hitting on all cylinders. But, like, Rich, talk about – Talk about your thoughts on, on Jacksonville, because I know you had started talking about James Robinson. Right. Christian Kirk is a guy that we all thought in the offseason got kind of overpaid. Yeah. You know, but is producing, a, you know, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah, he's a top Avery. ten, he's a top ten wide receiver statistically right now in the NFL, Christian Kirk. So I mean, I guess that money is looking like it's well spent or uh, well spent. I think Jacksonville isn't a slouch. I don't think the Eagles have a problem beating mm-hmm. them, but Jacksonville likes keeping things close. They are a young, wiry team who wants to rally behind somebody who wants to rally behind them. They had Urban Meyer. They had that piece of shit last year, and I fucking hate Urban Meyer. I think he's a terrible human being. I didn't like when he was covering up the Aaron Hernandez stuff down in Florida, and then he was covering up the sexual assault. Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State. He just follows him everywhere he goes. He's just he's literally a shit stain on on earth, and then you have to see his face every weekend for – I think college football, like nobody wants to see this jerk off. Like, come on, stop. But it's amazing when you see a guy like Doug Peterson go down there and you see how the team responds to a guy who's going to listen to you, but also give you the feedback. Uh, Don, what is that? Sorry, I clicked the wrong button. No, it's okay. Oh, attaboy. I was like, "Mm, I don't even know what that is. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's just one of those things where Jacksonville isn't a slouch. They have a decent pass rush. They have good offensive skill positions. Right. The offensive line isn't that great, but it's much improved from last year, especially when you actually have players who are motivated. I think their vulnerabilities are going to be in the secondary. I mean, they got some young defensive pieces on that end. I think we should be able to handle that. It all comes down to making Trevor Lawrence turn the ball over and getting up early, which I think the Eagles have no problem with doing right now. Jalen Hurts is playing out of his mind. Like he is separating himself from the pack. Like you're actually, this is what you wanted. He's I'm just extremely excited for his leadership qualities and how he's improving on the field and how he's continuing to improve. He is going through his reads. He's looking great. He's like we said, he's not dialing in on one guy. It's everything that we could ask for him. So my criticism of him is, is gone. I, I want to see him as my franchise quarterback, even though Lamar Jackson is playing out of his fucking mind right now. Yeah, right. Like he's being insane, but on the breaks. I am all on the Jalen Hurts uh, bandwagon. I finally am converted. I'm My soul has been saved. 
and I'm just excited. I, I, I'm going to say the game this weekend is going to be a nice 28-17 birds. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Hey, Rich, and just so you know, right, I went – I was on with the guys on uh, the, the Santa boot first. I went on yes. and hopped on with them for a little while. So just so you all are aware, we are in charge of the bar card on the Hertz train. Yeah, I right, only thought it was only appropriate that Ooh, it's my big Stein that, that we <laughs> that we man the bar car, so it's our responsibility along that train to keep it stocked. Oh, you and, know it, you um, know it. it it's you know, it's you, motherfuckers, a choo choo. Um, but I think you know, the you the Jaguars are a team that you can't not take seriously, right? You got to yeah. play, they're a professional team that is going with a professional coach now. So to see any time that even though Herbert's a little banged up, right, to see them go out to San Diego and take care of the Jaguars the way that they did, or the Jaguars take care of the, the Chargers the way that they did, you know, the, the offensive line is good. It's going gonna, it's gonna to present a decent challenge for, yeah. for them. I think they're going to get home. I think you saw a little bit more of Jordan Davis. Which was fantastic. And I saw the, there was a series. Someone had posted a series of clips from him, and it was literally the, the title was just Jordan Davis being Jordan Davis, yeah. right? And just being disrupted, right? He goes in for one play, ends up getting a batted ball that stops a drive. Yep. Right? The rookie Jordan from Alabama or rookie from Georgia, Jordan Davis gets his big paws on that one. I was like, ha ha, my man. <laughs> right. Not motherfucking time. <laughs> um, but I just again, I I don't see where you know. This team, I don't see anybody on defense that's going to end up stopping them from putting points up. No. So, Rich, your your prediction was? 28-17, and okay. I'm going to say the play of the game is going to be, hmm, you know me, I like the defensive side of the ball. So I'm going to say a Hassan Riddick strip sack, and it's going to be recovered by Kazir White for a touchdown. All right. The ice the game. Ice the game. Give him that right. 28 points. Joe, what do you got? What what's the line of the game? I, I forget what it was. I'm gonna, I saw it was like six. six I'm gonna look half, it up maybe? right now. Is I'll it six? Okay. Hmm. Six and a half. So Eagles six and a half. So it's definitely it's still an Eagles line, but it it, it shot up. Okay. But we're also home. It's one o'clock. Jags don't travel well. Yeah, Listen, which sets up, I think, a closer game than than it's going to be, just because yeah. it's the the whole Doug factor and oh, they're supposed to win by six or seven. They should handle this. Twenty seven, twenty three, Philly. AJ Brown with the fourth quarter touchdown. Ooh, I like. I like it. it. I'm going to go like thirty one fourteen. Wow. 31-14. I think they put up points. I, I just I'm looking at the guys in their in their defensive backfield, and I I don't see where anybody that they have matches up well on anybody that we have. Right? Like the, there's gonna be space where those guys are gonna be able to get open. And I think that's where this this offense is gonna present problems for anybody that they match up with unless you've got three solid DBs that are going to lock down A.J. Brown. Even if you lock, lock down A.J. Brown, Devontae, Dave, Devontae Smith, and, you know, Dallas Goddard, right? You saw the play where they locked those guys down, and what happens? 
right? Quez goes deep and right. gets behind a safety. So I don't know. I just I, I think you know the, the key play for me, I'm gonna go offense, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna go Miles Sanders. I'm gonna say Miles Sanders has a has one of those like do you remember the play in Buffalo where he ripped off like Plus 60 one. yards? Yeah. I think he busts off like a like a 40 plus yard Ooh. run touch touchdown. I don't know when in the game, but I think that that kind of that kind of play happens yeah. and it takes the game from like, you know, maybe like a like a seven to ten point lead to like a 17 point lead and really kind of salts the game away. And then they, you know, they're, they're able to just kind of waste the clock away before we end up, uh, you know, taking it home. Oh, wow. Sorry. What I was looking at, I was looking at the comments, and I saw Chris said they moved the Chiefs and Buccaneers to Sunday Night Football and moved to Viking Stadium. Ooh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know because of the weather. Uh, yeah, because of the weather. But that's hilarious. We're going to play at the Viking Stadium. All right. Huh. Are fans going to travel for that? Like, what are they going to do? Like, you get a refund for that, and then you just sell them to everybody in Minnesota. So it's. Just, <laughs> That's gonna be weird. Like uh, it's yeah, all the way weird. to Minnesota. Like there's no, there's nothing closer. Yeah, you can't go anywhere else. Like yeah. right. go play anywhere. in Canada. Yeah, we're uh, guys. We're going to uh, Calgary Egypt. Stampede, and we're gonna go play in Egypt. Uh, we're just gonna move far away from the hurricane. We're gonna give the teams three days to prep. It's an Egyptian game playing at the pyramids in the sand. <laughs> well, listen, it's not the first time that they 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 did that a couple years ago. They no, they did. I just thought it was hilarious that they're like, okay, we're going to go the furthest away from Tampa we can without crossing the border. Well, I mean, is it <laughs> Minnesota? It, it might be one, it might be availability. It's, yeah, it's availability. And it's and it's a dome too, so they don't have to yeah. worry about the weather. Hurricane striking up there. Always worry about the hurricanes in Minnesota. Land of a thousand yeah. lakes. You, know, you never know yeah. when a hurricane's going to erupt. It, like it, it might be snowing at that point. <laughs> Who knows? Oh God! There's a blizzard. You can't even get there. Oh God! Well, listen. We have a uh, we we're gonna play our our call of the week Ooh. from the Broad Street Line. So uh, let's let's cue the music here. This is the Broad Street Line, where Philly sports fans leave all of their sports hot takes. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at eight thirty when we listen to your live reactions to the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. All right, so the call, the call of the week. Here we go. Ready? Jordan, Rich, Jones. What's going on? Uh, yeah, uh, Eagles had a had a hell of a win on uh, on uh, Sunday again against the Washington Commanders and. Clusher lunch, you know, he stunk up the joint as usual. <laughs> 17 hits on the quarterback. Eagles, Eagles are looking good. Let's go all the way to the Super Bowl. E-A-G-E-L-E-S, Eagles. There we go. Adam, what a Adam, deal. Adam with a, with Adam's got our call. We got a call of the week. So, and listen, I think, you know, we got. What were the other calls? Were they bullshit? <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of other bullshit. It was nothing, not, nothing good. We had, uh, but listen, you know, th- this team looks like it's primed and ready for. Uh, can we can we play the worst call of the week? There has to be a really bad one. Probably one that tells me to go fuck myself, and I want to listen. <laughs> to that. 
listen, if we if we didn't have special guests hiding in the green room. <laughs> oh, they're here. OK, yeah. Bring here. So we're, yeah. we're uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm just going to bring them on. Right. We if got, he's going uh, to tell me to go fuck myself. I'll appreciate that. <laughs> there we go. I'm just saying they better they better bring it. Listen, we yeah, and, and I connected with these guys on, on a on a on a Twitter feed, right? They're coming on to to kind of talk some fantasy stuff. So, gentlemen, welcome, to, welcome to Abroad. Gentlemen, going on? welcome guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Love the Go show, on. boys. I love Thanks. the energy. Thanks for having us. This is awesome, guys. You guys didn't tell me to fuck off, so I'm kind of upset. One <laughs> of you's got to say it. Well, not yet, Rich. Not yet. There's still time. There's still time, Rich. It's only 30 seconds into these guests. <laughs> we'll get there. We're I'm done. Know. I'm out. Done. I'm All right. See you guys. Already? We've already put the kids to bed. So, you know, there you go. Everything's on a table. Um, Gentlemen, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to step back. I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. I appreciate that. Well, I'm Dustin. Uh, that's my co-host, Travis, over there. And we are part of the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. You can catch us over on Twitter at Losing Sucks and online at LosingSucksFantasy.com. Yep, like Dustin said, I'm Travis, uh, half of this company here that we started a year, year and a half ago. We're in season two. Um, learning on the fly is a lot of, a lot of shit to learn between two people to put on a show, but yeah. we're there and it's finally streamlined enough to where we're not, it's not running our lives. Um, right. I'm, I've been excited for this for days because Dustin, while he will convince you that he is a lifelong bears fan, he is a closet Jaguars <laughs> fan. And this is oh. a perfect week All right. to have oh. Dustin on the show. All right. You get Dustin, you got to go, bud. Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness. Feel- no. In fairness, Philadelphia is my, it, it was and is still my uh, my Super Bowl pick. So uh, I mean, I just feel bad that you're a Bears fan because that yeah, me tragic. too, buddy. Me that's too. tragic right now. That's tough, yeah. man. That's Look, tough. okay, I thought this was an Eagles show. Okay, I didn't come here to talk Bears. Okay, if I wanted to cry by myself. I would have. I would have stayed home. <laughs> oh God! Well, listen. Um, just so so we have and we're part of and run. Uh, a sleeper fantasy pod, uh for Philly sports podcast. Love that. So I have to get your opinion because our league is a super flex. Sucks. Okay. Hated. With the two quarterbacks. So I got, I got to get your opinions on the super flex before we, before we go any further. Fucking terrible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Not you, Rich. <laughs> for I'm sorry. League. You know how I feel. Go ahead. Dustin, switching, Dustin Travis, go ahead. Switching to a, a super flex in a home league is something we have refused to do, or I, as the commissioner of most of the home leagues, have refused to do. However, it is fun if you're joining new leagues with people on Twitter, especially dynasty leagues. It adds a, a new element to it, which is always fun when you do the same thing for so long. But I kind of think that's what home leagues are for. There's tradition. There's expectation of when do you get your quarterback? Who is your guy for the year? As opposed to, you know, just grabbing one or two guys at any point in the draft and rotating them all year. I think you, that loyalty to this is my quarterback for the year is kind of fun in a home league. And if it's, it's very fun if you have Jalen hurts. So <laughs> for sure. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Dustin, Dustin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, uh, I love Superflex. 
I, me and you know it's fun because Travis and I go back and forth. We're kind of opposites uh, on a lot of things. He likes to be, you know, like he runs a standard league. You know, I like PPR leagues and I like super flex. He likes one quarterback. I just like more points. Look, you you give me guys on my team because quarterbacks score more points. I like scoring more points. Okay, I like the opportunity to outscore my opponent by a hundred points. You don't get that in a lot of one quarterback standard leagues. So that's that's where I uh, I kind of jump off there. It's it's exciting, um, and really, I mean, it, it, if you're in a, you know, like a ten team, twelve team league, whatever, you only have you only have like a third of the quarterbacks out there. So it's just fun. It's fun when everyone gets involved, and I like when someone has to choose between starting. I don't know, like Jimmy Garoppolo and Geno Smith. It's fun when someone else has to make that decision. That does not sound fun. I mean, so what I'm getting from this is Travis is the Miyagi type, and Dustin, you're a sweep the leg. That's, that's right. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> Yes. You right. want to just destroy everybody as much as possible. Travis is like, all right, man, let's just have some fun, which is cool. The personalities, <laughs> I like it. I like this. But yes. I have a question for you guys because this is the shit that's pissing me off. So in my home league, right, I had two second-round picks this year and three third-round picks. I thought I was sitting pretty. I'm in sixth place. Oof. What is your biggest regret for a pick in the third round? Would it be DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, just either of those two. Because I picked both of those guys in the third round oh. with my extra picks, and I'm I'm crying. It's, yeah. It hurts. I, I, too, have Allen Robinson and DJ Moore on a lot of leagues. Yeah. So um, fun. I still I, I don't want to quit on no. either of them yet. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. And we were talking about Alan Robinson earlier today. He's not somebody you just want to sell for nothing. Yeah. Because no. they brought him there, they paid him. It's only been three weeks. Yeah, he's had a couple of touchdowns. One, he was tackled down at the one. I think Henderson or, or Cup got it. If he gets across yeah. there, that's a, it changes an entire week. Yeah, and then yeah, he had one right. against Arizona go right through his hands on the goal line, just a little bit too hard from Stafford. If he if those two plays are touchdowns, he's not in the conversation of bust right now. Yeah. It's that it's that close. But yeah, you're not starting him. I think you're still starting DJ Moore in a flex spot. Allen Robinson, I'm fine moving to the bench until you see something different. So you'd rather start DJ Moore with Baker as his quarterback because Baker's looks absolutely awful. I don't know if it's Ben McAdoo because if you look at the numbers that Christian McCaffrey's putting up, they're not throwing the ball to him at all, which is yeah, surprising because right. obviously he right. went, what, 101 or 102 in most leagues. So you got a guy and you have a historically bad offensive coordinator in Ben McAdoo, how he still even has a job or got the job is insane. But the mismanagement of talent that he has. Yeah. Is it Baker just being bad? 
and refusing to check down the CMC and actually looking for the best wide receiver on his team? Or is it just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I I don't have any excuses. I just, those Bakers suck. (laughs) (laughs) That, that team is just Baker walking in there. It it was, it was kind of laughable when, when Baker was brought in and expected just, Oh, he's, he's an upgrade. Like upgrade over who? Sam Darnold. Like, like, okay, that's there a great were two idea. guys that were jettisoned from the teams that drafted them in the 2018 draft. Like, like you're expecting the guy that came in late in the off season to, you know, hop into a new offense that wasn't good to begin with anyway. And then now you're expecting, Oh, DJ Moore's going to have a great season. I just, I didn't see it. I expected more out of CMC to be honest with you, yeah. but now we're seeing those injuries kind of pile up and, and we've got more questions of course. DJ Moore, though, I'm giving I'm gonna give him one more chance. He's got a good matchup against Arizona this week. I think that's that's something to to look forward to. They've been beautiful for wide receiver production all year. I mean, all three weeks we've played, but I, I think I'm gonna give him one more chance. I think this is the week that, if if anything, you can sell high after this week. Nice. And since we are a Philly podcast, we have yeah. to break down the offensive playmakers and where you guys rank them to where they are playing right now. So perfect. Obviously, I think Jalen Hurts was in a lot of people's top three, right? Everything that I read from Matthew Berry's shit to fantasy football, uh, fantasy footballers to the fantasy, uh, the fantasy football guys or fantasy pros, like everybody had Jalen Hurts in the top three. But let's talk Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, where he is sitting right now. Did you guys see that and have the expectations of what he is going to do and with the 23 to 26 percent target share that he has? Or did you guys have him rank significantly lower because of the addition of AJ Brown? So dynasty wise, I made, I had a, a Devonte Smith day this summer where I texted Dustin in the morning. I said, I'm going to acquire as much Devonte Smith it was as I can holiday. today. It was a national holiday. What, what and, is it? I will drink to it. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think of like eight dynasty leagues at the time I was able to, to get him in five leagues on the same day. Wow. And it was just a yeah. good buying time. And then, the NFL draft happened and AJ Brown was an Eagle. And I thought, shit, everything that I just gave up. Now he's a wide receiver too. I don't know what's going to happen here, but believe in the right. talent. And you, the eye test says this guy's special. It doesn't matter who's on the other side. It could even help him. Yeah. It was, it was nerve wracking after how well AJ Brown did week one. But yeah, after last week, you, you got to think his floor is fine. And he has those ceiling games still just because of how good he is. Where do I rank him? Um, I'm not going to put him in that Michael Pittman, T. Higgins range. Okay. But right below it, I still think he's a top 20 guy. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um, Devontae Smith, the whole narrative coming in was, you know, he shot. Everyone looked at last year, you know, his rookie year, and he was really the only weapon other than than Goddard for a, you know, a still acclimating Jalen Hurts. And everybody was thinking, okay, Jalen Hurts hasn't proven himself. Devontae Smith was the only guy there, and he couldn't produce. And now he's producing, you know, through what? He's got already 250 uh, receiving yards, which is incredible. And this offense just looks incredible. And now, like like Travis said, I think I've got Devontae Smith right now at my wide receiver, I think, 16, 17. And that offense, look, until they prove – Otherwise, in that they're they're human, I I have no problem with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith being firmly you know inside the top ten for AJ Brown and you know inside the top twenty for for Devonta Smith. I think this offense 
is good enough to support heck even Dallas Goddard being a top six tight end eventually you know I yeah. think that's going to happen that's yeah. what it's done is right. taken all attention away from Dallas Goddard yeah the two receivers are and Dallas Goddard who should get praise every week for how good he is is just completely disregarded he, he could be a nice buy because all the attention is elsewhere a nice a nice piece of that offense for should be pretty cheap um, would be a nice buy at this point for sure. Before he goes out there and has 80 oh. and a score or 40 and two scores, then you can't buy him. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts, number three in passing yards this year. It's just wild. It's, it's fucking nuts. Best yeah, and, case scenario. But listen, like right before you guys came on, we were talking about like how, like when we were breaking down the Jags game and we're looking at the offensive weapons, right? You can't double any of those guys. Yeah. You double any of those guys, you're leaving somebody open. And, you know, the, the example we were talking about is the, the one Quez Watkins touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. You, you put bodies on Smith and Brown and Goddard, and then Quez sneaks by a safety, right? And it's gone for, you know, eight, you know, well, you know, 40 plus yard touchdown. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that like I look at when I'm looking at the guys on the Eagles spot, right? That's where those guys are going to score points. It's going to be hit and miss, though, right? Each guy is going to kind of take turns having games. But is there it, where would you put? You know, is Quez a guy that can get on? You know, in a in a flex spot, maybe if you're in a deep league. Oh, maybe I think in a, in a really deep league. I think in a deep league. Um, I mean, you're talking. Quez isn't a guy like I would look. He I, he reminds me of like a Marquez Valdez Scantling. Okay. You know, uh, uh, he's a flyer. Like we've seen him have huge games in the past. Uh, I think with the target competition, obviously, I think he's maybe the fourth, fifth option on that offense. Yeah. You know, for including yeah. Miles Sanders. Yeah. So not someone you really want to rely on. But like in a really deep league, sure. Uh, best ball. You know, absolutely. I'm I'm happy to have Quez. But yeah, that's I I just want any piece of this offense right now that I can get for sure. All right, before we get to Jalen Hurts, because I know that's coming, and he deserves an hour of a show, I would like you, to... You, you want to talk Jaguars, and we I can w- do that, absolutely. <laughs> I would like to um, to take one minute no, to sick. show you my obsession with who I believe to be one of the greatest of all time, Donovan McNabb. And I don't Ooh. know how you guys feel about all Donovan time McNabb, great but I feel like all Eagles should respect <laughs> Donovan McNabb. We'll start here. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh. Got on a barf. Yeah. What is that? We'll that's, start here. It's incredible. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That's what I remember him in, for sure. Oh. <laughs> okay. We'll finish here. Okay. All right. We got that. All right. Then we'll go here. Right. Oh. <laughs> no, nah, that's perfect. Okay. There, there was go. an obsession for about 10 years of my life with Donovan. Do you have McNabb. a can of Campbell's Chunky Chicken Noodle Soup in there? The pantry's full of it. Right? Only the ones I think that I see Donovan McNabb's mom right behind him. Travis, are you, are you in are you in McNabb's basement? Like, are you son? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. He's Did actually. He, I used to have these all on my wall yeah. in college, and people were like, "I'm leaving." I'm like, "I'm sorry." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love me some Donovan <laughs> McNabb. He's my favorite athlete of all time. So all right, I gotta ask you then. He's always on the 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 dividing line for a Hall of Fame, right? He's obviously got insane numbers that puts him in the conversation, right? He's probably the best quarterback in our franchise's history. Yeah. Is he, is he a guy that should be in the hall of fame? The bias in me says yes, 
the realist <laughs> says, I think the Hall of Fame should be reserved for truly, truly elite, yeah. unquestionable He's in the Hall of really good. That holy shit! The Hall of really good. Yeah. Aaron, jo- I'm sorry. Breaking news: Aaron Judge just hit his 61st home run. Oh. So oh. that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I, I'm sorry. I had to say that. I'm just. That's. Pretty I awesome. hope. I hope he takes the rest of the season off. Dustin's <laughs> <laughs> also a Red Sox fan, so we're just laying ah, tonight. <laughs> just piling it on. All right, that's smiling, Donovan. Dude. Donovan got his shout out on to the next, <laughs> and that's what Donovan needed. But yeah, that's but right. Before <laughs> we get to Hertz, I want to talk about Miles Sanders. So Miles Sanders last week, yeah. I think he had like eighty-eight percent of the running back share like in rushes now i'm not counting the nine from jalen hurts do you guys see a positive regression for him in this offense especially if they're going to keep staying up big especially with the strength of schedule or do you think he's going to be like that middling 15 rushes for 60 yards two catches for 15 yards but not scoring touchdowns Oh, Trav, do you want me to take this one? Or do you want this one? Uh, you got it. I mean, I, I love Miles Sanders. I love him. But yeah, Dustin's, Dustin's going to give you a, a more level head than I would on this. Um, Miles Sanders is someone that is, one, you can't move him anywhere. But in terms of regression, coming back to a positive, I I don't think it gets much rosier for him. I think he's going to be inconsistent. I think that he's just not relied on. He's not their primary runner. You know, it's tough when you're the running back too to your quarterback yeah, and it just is it's, it's kind of just the reality of the offense and that's what they need for him and then of course you sprinkle in some Boston Scott some Kenneth Gainwell to be annoying and it's just never been the MO of Sirianni you know or any coach of Miles Sanders you know yeah, I, pretty much I, <laughs> for anybody I, who had he's Miles so Sanders. good I think it's going to be yeah he's gonna have games he's gonna like there will be better games obviously he's gonna there are going to be games when you know what Miles Sanders is the goal line guy, but you tell me which weeks those are, and and your guess is just as good as mine. You know? Yeah, I, and that's the like he doesn't get the goal line opportunities, which is strange. It's like they'll bring in the Boston Scott, the the Gainwell, yeah. and it's just like I hate it. Is it because Miles Sanders does not like to run in a straight line, and he likes to bounce it outside, and these guys <laughs> will actually maybe. run behind him? You know, like, it's funny. He's like, probably, which yeah. probably. It's how they were coached, man. It's it's funny because you can go back to their coaching at Penn State, and it's exactly like him and Saquon Barkley run the exact same way. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a lot of trying to find that opening and then home run Muscle ball. City outside, yeah. yeah. He's so good. Every he time so I watch good. him, every year, while he's healthy, I'm like, this guy's a top 10 actual runner in the league. When he, yeah. when he's healthy, like right now, there's only a handful of guys that if I could choose to be a bell cow over Miles Sanders, I would choose. But it's, yeah. I'm higher than most on him. I just believe the talent is special. If if you were to give him 20 touches a week, he would be a top 10 fantasy back. Yeah, I really think like that. That's what's holding him back is yeah. the roulette, like you're talking about, of Boston Scott, or every now and then it's Gainwell. It's just. Yeah, that role is so unreliable. But if it was, I think he would be in that elite category. I think he's that good. He has 35 more touches than Gainwell and Scott. Gainwell's got 10 rushing attempts. Scott's got 10 rushing attempts. He only only has. What's that? This is going to hurt. Eight more attempts than Jalen Hurts. Like that's to me is like you you definitely see the one A to the one B. Hurts is the primary runner. And then it's yeah. Miles Sanders. Yep. But it's like you average 74 yards a game right now. He's at 4.9. Last year, he was 
over five. Like, so he's still on yeah. course of being that over five yards uh, per rush guy. It's just yeah, told, yeah. not being able to figure it out because of coaching, which is like the hardest part. Well, it's also tough because Jalen Hurts doesn't check the ball down. You know, yeah. he's Sanders is averaging a pretty low number of yards per touch, and it's it, like yards per rush, sure, because Jalen Hurts can open that up. But when you're not having like a, you don't have a. Luckily, they don't have a Matt Ryan or a, you know, even a Carson Wentz type quarterback to check it down. You know, it's it's just a, a guy who sees that opening. He, he he'll see five yards and say, "Oh, well, I can pick that up with my legs," and. As you know, he should. They, whatever they're doing, keep yeah. doing it. They don't need yeah. to say, we need to focus yeah. on getting Miles Sanders yeah. five more times. No, really great, need, but let's get Miles involved. Keep doing it. Yeah. Let's fuck the offense up and just do the complete opposite <laughs> right. of what we're doing right. to win. Yeah. And the fantasy we'll guys with like five more touches, yeah. please. Yeah. Can you yeah. get the nerds behind the computers who, like, <laughs> yeah. just, who act heard, like they're, uh, they manage an NFL team? Can you get those guys <laughs> the ball, right. please? It's like, fuck off. I heard you guys talking about how you think the Eagles will go undefeated, though. That was uh, what started out. Did you guys say the U word? Nine and zero. Oh, I said we're going to start out nine and zero. Nine and zero. Let's not get killed. We may may lose one game. We might lose. No, we're going to lose games. I'm just saying. I feel like we're going to go nine and zero. Let's all right. Let's because me and Travis, I think we both agree. We think you guys could go twelve, thirteen and zero. Who's beating you? Well, and that's that. That's, that's where I'm at, right? I'm looking at the schedule and going. Weird things but, happen. Absolutely, they do. No, they do. I only the see Houston two game, chances. The Houston game scares Trap me. Trap game. What? That's the that's the game that's scary. Plus, it's Houston. We play at Houston, I believe. Yep. It's or Thursday night football, and yeah, let's be real. Eighty six percent of the time, the home team covers and wins. Dude, so that's scary. Me. Yeah, I mean. That was not the one I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say (laughs) Aaron Rodgers Sunday night could come into Philly and put on a – he has done that to so many teams. He has. It's surgical. Something about Rodgers on Sunday night is just surgical. So that could be one of those magic games. And then Dustin was saying earlier before we came on, Eagles at Cowboys on Christmas Eve is going to be fun. That's going to be a dogfight. That will be fun. Yeah. That's going to be a bloodbath. So for you guys fantasy-wise – Who's the bigger loser, Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams. I would say Devontae Adams, yeah. Yeah, um, a thousand percent. Aaron Rodgers is going to figure it out. I mean, look, he's just going to make guys better. He Devontae Adams can't make Derek Carr more accurate, nor he can't make him, no, he can't. No, he can't make him throw more touchdowns. <laughs> uh, Especially at 0-3. Devontae's the type of dude, it seems like at least, that it's wild. he would give up some of his numbers to keep the team winning and rolling. And yeah. That's just not going to happen. It is such a shit show over there. Yeah. Shout out to Mac Hollins for just catching touchdown right? passes on right. every yeah. single team except the Eagles. The <laughs> wide receiver one over there. He's yeah. the guy Shout you want. Shout out to Mac Hollins. Oh, oh, man. Well, gentlemen, bi- biggest surprise so far through three weeks. Who's the guy that's kind of jumped off that you didn't think was going to jump off to a hot start? James Robinson. Yeah, James. Oh God, dude! I, and I, Dustin I, and I were ETN all off season. Have him so many places. Yeah, and it I think hurts. he's my number one owned player in best ball. Like three hundred dollar investment in this dude, and Robinson's killing yeah. it. And we're like, that should be ETN. He's not well, supposed to be healthy yet, and he comes back early. He's ready. Yeah, it's like yeah. he's not really ready, and he's showing I'm really ready. Got a goddamn horse's leg in there. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, in all honesty, uh, if we're being and not not just because we're, this is an Eagles podcast, but Jalen Hurts is the guy that I'm. I was, I expected him to be good. 
I didn't expect him to be this good. Uh, I mean, we're three three weeks in. He almost has a thousand yards. You know, passing, and yeah. the dude, him and Lamar Jackson, legitimately have a chance to break fantasy football. Like the rare years where if you have them on your team, you're you're probably winning each week. And I I was listening to JJ Zacharyson's podcast this morning or this morning, and it was the Trend Show, which I always love listening to. And this dude goes, you guys remember when Lamar Jackson won MVP and broke fantasy football? He averaged 27.9 points. Yep. Guess how Standard points. So guess how many yeah. points that he is averaging right now? Not the fantasy guys. You yeah. two guys. Uh, it's got to be 32 plus. Yeah, he, he's got to be yeah, probably close to, what, 29? Okay. Right Go ahead, Don. Uh, 31, 32. Hey, I'm 30 points he averaging. 30? He's averaging wow. 41.9. No. 41.9 <laughs> standard fantasy points a game. Congratulations. You do with that? You that is fucking that. insane. Like, you wow. put this dude in, he's getting you basically what three wide receivers and a running back are giving you right now a week. My goodness. Can yeah, we he's... just talk about real quick how much of a genius Howie Roseman is, though? Can we? Can we just... How do we? It's, how a, do it's a hard word it? around us, there, brother. Yeah, <laughs> 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 flowers. We're I'm, around. I'm, I'm, you would you like to stay all night? Go ahead, Dustin. <laughs> the man, the man is like he has his moments. Don't get me wrong. Yes. There, um, but the what he has done in the last year with that franchise, giving you guys the draft capital that you have next year, moving and getting not just AJ Brown within 15 minutes, but AJ Brown and then Jordan Davis. Yeah. Like all within a 15 minute period turns the Eagles from a, okay, they could be pretty good to holy shit. The Eagles are in it this year yeah. and they're in it, it for the foreseeable future. The guy just, I wish more sports franchises had guys like Howie Roseman, because I know as a bears fan, we sure as hell have never had it. Well, Ryan Pace is doing a great job for you guys. Is he still there? He no, fired? he's not. We got Ryan Poles now. Oh, same stupid right. name. Same R- stupid RP name. times two. Right. Stop hiring Ryan's. They're all they're all yeah, Chads exactly. and Brian. How do you beat? Yeah. How do y'all beat the? How do you beat the Eagles? Like as Eagles, as diehard Eagles fans and analysts of the Eagles that you guys Oof. are, if you're the opposing team, how do you beat the Eagles? You need to. Continue. You have to get pressure, consistent pressure on Jalen Hurts. You got to find a way to, you know, blitz scheme or. Get him, get him off his spot. He has to feel uncomfortable back there. That's the, that's really the only way. Um, I, yeah. But uh, nobody's been able to do that so far. So, right. But it is Doug P. It is Doug P. You talk about, you talk about pressure, right? Like yeah, getting yeah. pressure on Hurts, right? And the stat that I saw. Did you see the stat? The the Lane Johnson stat. He hasn't allowed a sack in like three hundred two years. Or, yeah, two years. Two years. And since 2018, he's only let up two sacks. Wow. It's pretty right? good. And and that's, that's a guy who, incredible. you know, outside of some mental health stuff, is pretty consistent, like pretty consistent in, in terms of wow. being a reliable guy to beat that, right? So if I look at it, right, I'm trying to do whatever I can do to keep the Eagles offense off the field. Right. right. So if that means I gotta run the ball and keep the offense off the field, that's really the only way to contain this offense, at least through three games from what we've seen. So you're, you're saying yeah. shorten the game, try to have seven, eight-minute drives, keep it right. in the 20s, and win in the fourth. Yeah. Right. Like, like, if you can keep this offense off the field, 
right? But you saw this offense, what, right before halftime, go down the field in less than two minutes, go 90, what, 94, 95 yards? Yeah, yeah. To be able to just go, like, so they don't need time. They, they only need that that small window of space to be able to get, you know, they were down the field. They, they had gained, I think, 87 yards in four plays, right? So, yeah. and so... I don't know, like, if I'm looking at, like, Jacksonville's defense, I don't know who, like, who can match up if you put Brown, Smith, and Goddard on the field at the same time. It's ridiculous. Nelson, can you answer that, being the Jacksonville expert? (laughs) Um, You know what? They've... The one thing I will say, I don't think we have... Is Jalen Ramsey still there? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, their core, look, their defense has played some pretty, pretty well, or has played pretty well at times. I'll say that. I yeah, think okay. that they, they always the, tough. the, the key for this game is going to be that front seven, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, they have the athletic defensive linemen to be able to break contain and chase Jalen hurts down. That's one thing that, you know, I don't think that he has seen this year yet. I don't think okay. he's seen an athlete like Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker is very athletic on the inside. And they have athletic linebackers who actually have a decent um, matchup against Dallas Goddard. It's that speed on the outside that I don't know that they're going to have to contain A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I think that's this could be a high-scoring game, and it could be just who has the ball last or who makes the the least mistakes. Like You're you're looking at the starting quarterbacks, right? You're talking about Tyson Campbell and Shaquille Griffin. Right. And I'm I'm matching those guys up with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Yeah, I feel like my guys are going to beat their guys on any play they want. Yeah, it you have absolutely. to score first. If you're beating Eagles, you have to score first. You have to either get a quick three and out and score again, and just play with a lead. I, I think yeah. what need Don to control on, that. I yeah. think what Don said was as accurate as I mean that's that's yeah. probably your best chance is control to the clock. Have long drives. I think it was Tennessee versus Lamar and the and the Ravens two years ago in the playoffs. Tennessee got the ball was 10, 10 30 on the clock in the fourth quarter and the Ravens never yeah. touched it again. Yeah. It was just, it was a 10 minute drive. Yeah. Derrick Henry was first down, second down, yeah. first down, just the whole yeah. field. You, yeah. So maybe Robinson and ETN, that's what they're going to try to do is find a way to make these drives we'll eight, see. nine minutes. But I feel like you have to play a perfect game right now with how hot the Eagles are. You can't, you can't give them a turnover. You can't give up a long play, keep everything in front yeah. and just, Try to make it to the fourth quarter and see what happens, but I mean the team that that held the target against the Eagles all year. You know, it's it's. I don't think it's going to be just a cakewalk, but that's going to be a damn good matchup between these two. Yeah. So, gentlemen, I have to ask you one more question: biggest disappointment in your most overdrafted player this year? Bro, we already Who talked about him. We already talked about him. It's Travis Etienne. That dude. That dude. <laughs> that Etienne dude for you. I still me. think Etienne can have a nice second half. He's been my biggest disappointment, though. Third round pick everywhere. Yeah, that. Ooh, third round. Oh, that's that was, tough. Yeah, yeah, it's that, that would hurt. Who's your breakout player? Breakout player this year? Yeah. Um, you know what? I've been pleasantly surprised by uh, by Chris Olave. Um, okay. But with the Saints, yeah. he's been he's been very nice. Dustin was actually really high on Christian Kirk going into oh, yeah, the year too, and he's been. I think he's. He's number five wide receiver right now. Yeah. That's, my dad drafted him in the third round of the home league, and we laughed at him. I'm like, Dad, you literally 
dra- like he drafted him over a lot of guys. I'm like, Dad, you just drafted Christian Kirk, and he goes, he looks me in the eyes and goes, "It's a season of the Kirk." And I'm like, All right, dude. All right, pops. Call, call your shot, pops. <laughs> I don't know what you're drinking right now, but give me some. And then everybody's like, "Oh shit, your dad might have been right for once." He drafted Brees Hall in the first round. Oof. Second round, I, I think it was Alvin Kamara. And then he goes okay. Christian Kirk, and he's like, "You guys can't fuck with me." I'm like, All right, I'm like "Chill, bro. Chill. Oh. You last every year for this reason." And he's finally, finally hit. Finally hit. My two biggest disappointments are the combination of Juju Smith Schuster who I yeah. thought was going to just feast in that offense. Yeah. No. Wide receiver yeah. 50 right now. Yeah, he's fucking terrible. Oof. And Allen Robinson, like we said earlier, I have him literally everywhere. And yeah. he is wide receiver 66. Yeah. That's yeah, it's, He's unplayable. Yikes. And he was somebody with that. Every time I left the draft, I'm like, Allen Robinson's going to shit on this whole league. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have no idea who I got there. And it, everybody's like, what's going on with Allen Robinson? I'm like, I can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, you got the you got the Bears one, right? You got the Bears one. I was like, oh yeah, that guy was great. Yeah, that yeah. guy was so good. <laughs> Damn, that's, oh, they've been hurting. Hurts, it fucking hurts. Well, um, gentlemen, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, that, it's been great having you on. We yeah. uh, really enjoy the conversation. We got to have to connect again. Um, For sure, absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, and, and any, thank you. Any, any parting fantasy advice on your way out the door? Dustin, you can go first. Oh, sure. You know, make sure, uh, other than obviously following us on Twitter uh, <laughs> and visiting our website, uh, it's, um, you know what, be a week ahead. If, if your league allows you to pick up guys and drop them, you know, pretty easily, make sure you pick up those Thursday night, Monday night guys Hell who yeah. might be backups. You know, backup running backs, guy gets injured, boom, you got to start it right there. So that's something I'd be looking to do, make a habit out of. My Mine would be... If you are two and one or three and zero, oh, go find the zero and three team who has Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins. Go take them from them because they DeAndre Swift now, they can't wait three more weeks for these guys, and Hopkins and Swift is a guaranteed zero zero zero, and then a bye week for Hopkins later. So sell that. Hey, he's got four zeros left. You're zero and three. He has yeah. no value to you. Just go scoop those guys up. Like DeAndre Swift, like if, if there's a team that's one and two or oh and three and they're shallow running back, they can't afford to wait. Um and then buy low it this is your last chance probably to buy low on guys like Fournette, Joe Mixon, Eckler. Just shoot offers out. I, I got two shares of Joe Mixon in the last twenty four hours, and I think that's probably a move that can change the whole season. Um Yeah, and People are like, oh, I'm 0-3, I'm done. No, you're not. By week six, you could be 3-3 three and three in fourth place. Yeah. Keep playing. Right. Just figure it out. Um, there you go. Good advice. Yeah, just try to find your buy low and sell high. We, we put out an article on that. We're always down to answer um, direct questions on Twitter all day long. So, yeah, don't don't yeah. throw in the towel. You waited all off season. Don't let 0-3 right. let you say, oh, well, better luck next year. Just keep fighting. All you have to do is get 7-6, and six, and you're in the playoffs, and you can win it. Awesome. Nice. Thank you, gentlemen. Awesome. I appreciate Bye. it. Great time. Take care. We'll be in touch. Take care. Right. Have Thanks, guys. Take it easy, guys. Later, Go, dudes. Go, Barts. Go, Barts. Yeah. Huh. Well, gentlemen. That was a fun conversation. That was a really that good time. That was a lot of fun. Shout out to like losing that. sucks. Good dudes. Good dudes. So, good so, conversation. So, a, little, a little different perspective, right? But yeah. – it kind of hearing someone else's perspective on the Eagles kind of makes me feel like we're like we're in a good space because yeah, we're, we're okay. To, 
we're not just being fucking fanboys. Right. It's, it's, it's nice. <gasps> Super Bowl! I'm about to take my shirt off. It's going to get fucking weird. Wait, wait, no, it's going to be fucking weird. Not on this show, Rich. Not on, not this, on this. Oh, wait. That's my OnlyFans. Uh, guys, that starts immediately. That's Tricky Dick 620 on OnlyFans. Right now, I'm running a special. It's a $2,000 a minute. What's up? And you get all nipple. Oh, not the right show? Oh, my bad. Oh, God. This is a family show. Yeah, we're going to get censored on Twitter. (laughs) You're like, oh, this ugly dude with a beard's got OnlyFans? Fuck. I can't. Sorry. (laughs) Now I'm just like, why is Rich showing so much nipple? Oh, Oh, OnlyFans. Here we go. Final thoughts. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to pass. I'm gonna have to pull an Uno card. Pass that off to Don. Oh, Ooh, reverse. Oh, reverse, reverse. Here we go. So, listen. Um, final thoughts. Um, you know, we we've talked a lot about mental health on this uh, on the, on this show and, and talking about checking in. Um, my heart goes out to the people you know in the Roxborough community uh, for you know the events that happen after a high school football game where kids get shot on the, on the walk home um, kid that's 14 passes. Didn't make it. Yeah. Didn't make it. I didn't even um, see that. Four Holy other kids, four other kids get injured. Um, when I read the article, it almost made my jaw drop 70 something rounds. Yeah. Just no um, reason. And, and for, for, for what? Like, we have to start figuring out ways to communicate with the youth, to provide answers, to provide alternative solutions. We have to start teaching the kids how to resolve their problems that doesn't involve a gun. Um, so check in on your people, look in on your people. Um, and, and if you have the, the ability to be able to be a positive influence in your community, if that's volunteering, if that's coaching, if that's just being a good neighbor, man, just, 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 just be a good person, man. For real. Fuck. Yeah. That's, that's so sad. I didn't yeah. even, dude, I didn't even hear about that. Like, that's have, the, that's the had, fucking crazy part. They had just finished a scrimmage at Roxborough high school and the kids were walking home. <sighs> just why? Just buddy, man. Senseless. Yeah. For real. Oh man, I don't know how many times that we can preach of just being good people. It's it just seems like it's it's so tough nowadays, and it's hard because it's just people want to say it's the world we live in and it's the times. It's it's not. I don't know. It doesn't have to be exactly. And it's like the thing that makes me upset. It's because like we're we we can talk all we want about trying to be good people and and trying to do that, but it's like actually following through with the act. And a lot of people talk a big game and they don't do it, but. You know, like you said, check on everybody. Just try try to be decent. You know, there's other ways to resolve conflict. But the main thing is just educate yourself and educate your kids and educate the people around you. Like it doesn't have to be one way. It's not one way of thinking is the right way. You can have discussions where you can legit agree to disagree without calling each other fucking morons or, or, or just having anger. Like, I think it's, it's just too much hatred and there's just too much anger going on. That's misplaced for whatever reason, whether things aren't right in, in your home or at your job or in your community. Well, like you said, Don, people need to step up and fix it. 
whether it be you, whether it be me, whether it be Joe, like people need to step up and, you know, come up with these solutions to all these problems. And it's, it's sad because how many more people have to die? How many more, how like, why does the divide have to keep being growing ever more apart? Like we all need to start really like kicking in and just trying to just preach the good word of just being good people because it's, it's sad. And I didn't like hearing, and I could tell how you were getting choked up down. It's, you know, innocent people getting caught up in gun violence and everybody wants to, you know, Oh, well guns don't kill people. It's, but you know what? They're a fucking hell of an issue and they're really fucking easy to get, you know, it's just, it's fucking sad. How many more kids, kids, kids have to die before something fucking happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sad. Just sad. Rich, take us out. Well, you stuck around. You fucked around. You found out that losing sucks. Shout out to the boys for coming on, hanging out with us. I'm Rich. That's Joe. That's Don. Fuck Deshaun Watson. Fuck Spike Eskin. Who's the other? Fuck Davion Taylor. Who's the other? I forgot him this time. I remembered this time. (laughs) Wasn't there one more guy? Working on that jersey, oh, buddy. Ben Simmons, that bitch. Who? And that's Blake Essence. Who? Oh, Ben. Yeah, fuck Ben. Oh, he's, man, like, he's 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 fixed his jumper, man. Oh, fuck Brett Favre. I forgot. <laughs> oh, that piece of shit stealing seventy million from low income fucking people. You fucking Missouri hick. Fuck uh, off. We're drunk on broad. Have a great night. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Podcasting is hard, but it doesn't have to be. Introducing the science of a podcast, hosted by Spreaker from iHeart. This weekly podcast looks at the many sides of the podcasting industry, from success, growth, and technology to the varying challenges we all face. This is one podcast about podcasting you don't want to miss. New episodes launch every Tuesday. Listen to the science of a podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.